Hey everybody, this is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and here he is, Brent McIntosh. How you doing? I'm well. How are you today, Bryn? Fine, thank you. This is the time of the month where we always do our summation of how we've been over the past 30 days. I guess that's the first question. How have we been over the past 30 days? We have been fine. <laughs> um, this year is sort of following suit of most years in Edmonton. And like I say to people at cocktail parties, that if you're looking to sell your house, the best and easiest time to do so is the spring. And now we are transitioning from a spring market into a summer market. And not that a summer market is impossible or hard to sell your house. And in fact, it's the second best time of year to sell your house, but we are just ending um, our best season. So if it, our sales on typical years, last year was a little different and we can talk about that here shortly, but in typical years, our sales will peak in either April or May. And this year it looks like April was our highest selling month and sales dropped a little bit in May and then dropped quite substantially for the amount of properties that sold in June. And now we're going to see a big drop in July for those sales. And I say that because of the weather that we just experienced at the end of June will tend to soften the market a little bit, meaning that during those extreme temperatures that Edmonton went through, there was a lot less showings on properties and meaning that there would be a lot less offers made. And two weeks later, when conditions are normally uh, removed from a transaction, and that's when the sale gets reported, that's when we're going to note the difference. So our July sales will be affected by that those warm temperatures at the end of June in Edmonton. What if my place had a pool? <laughs> <laughs> I actually did advertise that. Just um, some of the properties that we had, not with pools necessarily, but with air conditioning. It, what a great time to sell your property with air conditioning and it never fail, fails when you're out looking at properties in plus 30 degree weather and you go into a property that doesn't have air conditioning, that suddenly becomes a really tough property to sell. And those properties that are nice and cool during those hot days will actually get better and, and more offers than the ones that don't. Well, and it's the only time of year that that yeah. happens because you don't think about the heat in, in December when you're out looking at properties. No, exactly. But this does take me down a little bit of a different road. And, and because of the crazy heat wave that uh, Alberta has just gone through here, how many people do you think actually have air conditioning? Is this a surprisingly high in number or low number? I, I'm, I know I'm just throwing that at you. You know, you are just throwing that at me, and I don't know the percentage. I will tell you that that number has substantially grown in the 23 years that I've been in real estate. So when I started back in 1998, there was very few homes. Only the luxury homes had air conditioning. There was very few homes in the average marketplace that had air conditioning. And now it would seem that that number has grown and it could represent maybe somewhere, I'm going to just guess, and, and I would have no way to track this number, but my, my guess would be it would be somewhere around 25 or 30% of the homes in Edmonton now, single family homes that would have air conditioning. And it's, it's funny because I was dealing with a relocation company a couple of years ago and it was based in Texas and uh, when, when, and she did not, uh, the, the, the woman, the customer service representative for our client, uh, had no clue where Edmonton, Alberta was. It's just a name on a page to her. And she was, I had to list all the features of the home and she had a panic attack when she asked if it had air conditioning. And I said, no. And she said, Oh my God, how are you going to sell that house? 
And I said, quite easily. <laughs> that, uh, and, and I said, very few homes, especially in the price range that the house was in, would actually have air conditioning. And, and she was blown away. And I, I suggested when we were finished the call that she Google where Edmonton, Alberta, Canada was so that she could just see how far north we were in comparison to Texas. Yeah, we're kind of up there. You're right. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, and so, so it's funny because most people would say that they don't need air conditioning and, and you know, the five, six days a year that we need it, um, uh, that it's just not worth it. But I can tell you that for me anyways, um, I run my air conditioning pretty much from April to October uh, and because I'm always uh, so hot. Uh, but uh, when you need it, you definitely need it. Well, a lot of homes now have Nest technology where the, the goal for us is always to keep the house 21. So on sure. the days where it's getting warm, the AC would kick in. And on days where it's a little cooler, like just the other night, the furnace kicked in. And it's not on now, but it, but it's just, we like the temperature at a, at a regular 21 degrees all the sure. time. So anyway, like I said, that, I, I didn't mean to completely veer off track on that, but you... No, it's, it's a great topic. And, and lastly, when we, if we are talking about air conditioning, it's not necessarily, unfortunately, um, a feature that would add a lot of value other than on those extremely hot days when you're trying to sell your house. Uh, but it is an easy upgrade. And, and so, so there is a misconception about how much it costs. Basically, it's anywhere from three to $5,000, to, depending on the size of your house and, um, and, and the style of furnace that you might have. So it's not necessarily that expensive of an upgrade to put into a property. You won't recover a lot of that cost back, but it could be one of those things that will help you sell your property versus a house that doesn't have it. And we added it to our mortgage. So it was a shocking $8 more a month on our mortgage and I, or something ridiculous like that. And I thought to myself, why didn't we do yeah. this sooner? Because, you know, it's one thing to want to sell a house or buy a house at some point, but you got to live in a house. It's your home, right? Sure. So. And you spend a lot of time there. Can you imagine buying a car that didn't have air conditioning? Yet we buy a lot of houses that don't have it. So it's so crazy. It's, it's, it, it is very funny. And you spend, usually most people would spend a lot more time in their house than they would in their car. Okay. Let's get back on track. How do you want to start this? How do you, well, where do you want to jump let, in? Let, let's talk about solds first. Okay. Um, just because it's a really interesting stat that I track and that we pay attention to. Um, because this year, if you've watched the news, you've heard about this incredible seller's market that's going on in Canada and that sales are up pretty much from coast to coast. Now, Edmonton isn't quite seeing that massive explosion of, of property selling like other markets, especially when we look at provinces like British Columbia or Ontario. But we have done very well, and, and not just compared to last year, a COVID year, but compared to the previous three or four years, we're setting records for amount of properties that have sold. So uh, by this time, by the end of June on any other given year, normally we've sold in Edmonton anywhere from 5,200 to 5,600 properties and of, of single family homes. And this year there's been 8,645 sales. So wow. quite a few more sales in, the, in that single family. Even when we look at condominiums, in a regular year, there's about 2,000 to 2,300 condos that have, will sell between January 1 and June 30. And um, this year, we've already sold 2,976, so 3,000 units that we've moved, um, anywhere from 800 to 1,000 more than most years. So it's really good. 
I started the podcast today talking about that sales have started to slow down. And I'll give you specific numbers. When we're talking about total sales of everything in the um, in Edmonton, in January, there were 921 sales. In February, there was 1,070. In March, 1,722. That's when things start heating up. That's normal for any given year. March is the start of our spring market. We peaked in April with 1,950 sales, just under 2,000. And then uh, May was a little bit less, 1,899. So there was 51 less sales, so very good. And then the drop-off, June, 1,618 sales in the month of June. So you can see that now that's the start of our summer market. So July and August will be obviously a little bit slower than what we saw in March, April, and May. I said, if you ever approach me at a cocktail party, when's the best time to sell your property without even blinking an eye? April. That's, a, that's always seems to be um, your best mix of lots of sales, prices on the rise, and um, not as many properties that you're competing with on the market. When we look at how many properties that have been listed this year, that's another interesting stat. So by this time, Normally, we've, we see anywhere from eight or 9,000 up to 11,000 properties that have been listed. This year, uh, for single-family homes, there's been 11,886. So we've actually seen more properties on the market. The condo market, again, normally we see anywhere from 5,000 to 6,300. This year, there's been 7,000 condominiums listed. So not only has there been more solds, there's actually been more listings than any of the previous five years as well. Prices, what's happening with prices? Well, the median sales price, it was 425000 for single-family homes for both April and May. It stayed at 425, and in June, it dropped a smidge. It dropped to 420000 Still very good. Um, high for Edmonton. If we look back at the previous years, 2020, it was 385. 2019, it was 393. 2018, it was 402. And 2017, it was 406. So it's higher than it's been anywhere in the last five years. But it, it we finally saw it drop by $5,000 from May to June. Condominiums, the same thing. Um, the median sales price for condominiums is now 222000 So that's dropped just a smidge as well. It peaked at 225 this year. And if we look back at the condo market, last year it was 207. In 2019, it was 220. In 2018, it was uh, 230. And uh, in 2017, it was 235. So condos have really, as we've talked about, I mean, almost week after week, is, is that is the hardest product to sell if you're selling something. As buyers have really shifted from purchasing condos and gone straight to single family homes, and, and that has a lot to do with condo fees these days. It seems that people have decided that they don't want to pay condo fees. The millennials, uh, the young people who are buying their first homes, are skipping condos. They're going straight to a small house because literally it, it's cheaper for them. And, and again, this is something we've talked about. It's cheaper to buy a $300,000 house other than the, the original down payment. But monthly, your expenses will be less owning a $300,000 house than owning a $200,000 condo. So if you can come up with the difference for the down payment, then that's what they're doing. Smart, by the way, 
um, if as long as you don't mind doing the maintenance around the house, the shoveling and the mowing and the maintenance of that house. Same thing with the empty nesters. For years and years, people would sell their house and they would move to a condominium, whether that be a townhouse or an apartment style, they're skipping that. They're staying in their house or they're just buying a smaller house because of condo fees. Because if they're on a on a monthly income, a limited monthly income, that that condo fee is, is something that they just choose not to pay um, as it's escalating um, higher and higher these days because of costs for utilities, costs for management companies, Cost for insurance, that was a big one that we've we've seen, not just in Alberta, by the way, but across the country, that the insurance companies drastically raised the rates, doubled them, by the way, uh, for most condominiums in Canada. And so uh, those condominiums that had budgeted a certain amount for their insurance premiums for the common areas of the building got caught off guard. And we've seen a lot of special assessments levied here in the in the last few months to make up the difference where these condo associations didn't have enough money budgeted to pay their premiums because they budgeted roughly the same as was last year and didn't expect a hundred percent increase in their premiums. So here we are, we're coming off of the pandemic. It seems to be softening up dramatically. So we've talked in the past about how long it's taking in some markets to be able to get uh, financing approved or to get, to maybe get inspections done, that kind of thing. Are we starting to see that lighten up a little bit in the Metro Edmonton area or was that ever really a problem? Um, Well, the home inspectors are busier than they've been in previous years just because of the stats I just gave you as how many properties have sold. So they're typically booking over a week out. Uh, Our team just booked a few home inspections yesterday and today and, and so they're all for next week. So you can still get a home inspector in those two weeks. Uh, The financing will take most people anywhere from uh, 10 business days to 15 business days, two to three weeks, depending on the applicant, depending on the the, the complexity, and obviously depending on the bank. Uh, It is speeding up a little bit. The banking industry is slowing down across the country, so we are seeing approvals a little quicker than what we were seeing in April, May. So that is a good question. And and so our condition dates can be a a tiny bit shorter. On average, most transactions, Bryn, we're looking at two weeks. So so from the day you get the offer to the day that the buyer satisfies all their conditions is typically two weeks, that pending period. So, So when you get an offer, your house isn't sold. You have to wait until those conditions are removed. And so those stats, when I give you sold stats, those properties that have sold, typically they were waiting two to three weeks to find out if their property was sold. Here, here's another one for you because this is where things have changed with, you know, the, the mask thing has kind of hmm. gone away. So now I wonder, are you going to see an increase, even though it's a slower period, are you going to see an increase of people wanting to actually get back in and see homes again? Or are we, have we moved to the virtual world like so many other direct, so many other businesses have gone in that direction. I, I'll be curious to see how it, how it affects real estate. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if they, I, I think we're past that. I think that the stats this year shows that people were comfortable living in, you know, mask or no mask, living in this environment that we've we've seen. Uh, last year, sales were so slow. You know, when the pandemic first started in March. And April and May were, were ridiculously slow months last year, and that pushed our market back into June, July, and August. So we actually had a really busy July and August last year, comparatively speaking to the previous years. And 
compared to this year. I'd say this is going to be a more normal year. I think we've, we've passed that. Uh, the mandate now, of, of course, of lifting the masks in Alberta, uh, we actually just finished emailing all of our clients to find out how would they like to change our instructions as far as would you still like the buyers to wear masks in your properties. And for the most part, 90% of our clients have said no, that they're comfortable um, with not having the buyers uh, wear masks in their property. So it is changing and, and, you know, we're getting back to, you know, we're putting this in quotations, a normal life again. Um, and, and I don't think we're going to see a change. Virtually selling properties wasn't really o- only new to the pandemic. Uh, we had actually sold a few properties in previous years to clients that had never physically stepped in the home. And in fact, we have uh, one of our properties listed right now and, and ha- with, with an offer on it where the, the actual buyer has not been in the property. They saw the, the pictures of, that we had online. They saw our video. They saw our floor plan that we've got on our website. And they've made a decision based on that, that this is the property for them, that they're not able to come and look at it in person. And so um, literally the first time that they'll see it will be the day that they take possession. I noticed something, and this is a little self-serving, but over the last 10 days, I actually shook somebody's hand for the first time in a year and a half. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but that was a big thing for me. Have sure. we have we done one of our podcasts in the same room together? Or have we always been doing no. it via Zoom? Yeah, you and I have not been in the, in the same room. And, and I don't think we've physically seen each other for 20 years. <laughs> it's been a long time, whatever it's been. But, uh, but you know, yes, I'm looking forward to, to obviously being in the same room with you one of these days so that we can um, make some better eye contact than just uh, th- those people who are listening. Bryn and I can see each other on our video, on our computers. But, um, but yeah, we haven't been in the physical same room for a long time. I, for me, it's close enough. I, I don't need to have you in the same room. No. Hey, uh, I don't need to. I, at least neither of us have to shower <laughs> before doing this podcast. <laughs> okay. Anything we want to sum up here before we wrap this baby up? Anything we missed? Um, we'll, we'll just talk briefly about what's going to happen here now that we're in July and August for, for both buyers and sellers. If you're a buyer, um, what's really interesting is how many properties there is to look at on the market. And in fact, compared to last year, we, um, the peak of last year when we had the most inventory, we peaked just under 6,000 properties for sale in Edmonton. And currently there are over 6,500 properties. So we actually have 500 more. And that number is going to continue to rise for the next 30 days. So if you're a buyer, what's really great about this is that there's more inventory. There's more properties to choose from. There's less buyers in the market. So you've got less competing offers. We're going to see way less multiple offers. Unless a property has got a really, really great price, (coughs) excuse me, and or it's just a picture-perfect property for two people at the same time, we're not going to see as many multiple offers as we saw in March, April, and May. Uh, prices are going to start to drop. Now, if you're a seller, you don't have to think panic and think, oh my God, my property is going to drop $50,000 in the next 60 days. It's not going to be that drastic, but it will start to drop between now and December. And that number could be as high as $5,000 a month for each month for the remainder of the year. So we could see prices drop anywhere from twenty dollars to $30,000 in the next six months for single family homes. Condominiums uh, won't drop quite that much in money, but definitely percentage wise, it'll be a lot greater 
than the single family uh, prices and, and why that is um, really interesting. Again, if you're a buyer for a condo, condominium, this is a great time for leverage because in some parts of the city, there's anywhere from six months to a year's worth of inventory. When we get down to downtown Edmonton, there's actually two years worth of inventory. When, and what does that mean when I say that? That if we never had another listing, um, it would take us two years to get rid of all of those properties. Um, so, so there is a, a huge amount of inventory just sitting on the market. So if you're a buyer, great opportunity to get a good deal on a property. I know I asked you this maybe six months ago, and I've asked you on our monthly updates ever since. We're looking at low interest rates. We're still there. We keep talking about the bubble. When's it going to burst? That kind of stuff. But it just seems to keep plugging along. And do you see any change coming? I, I know everybody says they see it coming, but where is it? Yeah, I think you're just going to see a moderate increase in interest rates by everything I've read that literally the Canadian government can't afford to let those interest rates uh, go up very high because it will bankrupt um, a lot of people who are overexposed right now uh, with debt. So I don't foresee a gigantic increase in interest rates. I don't think we're going to see interest rates as low as we saw in January of this year. That seemed to be the bottom and, and you know, where you could get interest rates, obviously um, under 2% in, in some cases. And, and so we won't see that for mortgages, but uh, I, I suspect that a half a percent would be the very most that we'd see them increase in the next year. So, so we're good that way. If okay. you're looking for, it's still going to be affordable. And in fact, the, an article I read this morning talked about CMHC's uh, reversal of the qualification number that they raised. And we talked about that just a month ago, I think, yep. um, that they're going to reverse that and, and make it more affordable for, or make it easier, excuse me, not more affordable, but make it easier for buyers to qualify. Go back to the number that they were using before. We're good. We're covered. I think that's it. If somebody is interested in talking about the market, they can reach out to us at 780-464-0075 or find us on the web at macintoshgroup.ca. If you're a seller, my recommendation, and you're thinking about selling here in 2021, that you should do that as soon as possible. That you're, you're It's going to become harder and harder to sell. So the longer you wait, not only will it become more difficult, but you'll actually sell that property for less and less. So if you're thinking about selling, um, th then it's best to do that as soon as possible. If you're thinking about buying, well, the advantage right now, of course, is inventory, lots to look at. Uh, the longer you wait, the less you'll have to look at, but the prices will drop. So there's sort of an interesting uh, metric there for buyers, depending on how much they, um, and what they're looking for and how much they're looking to spend. Thanks for your time. July is underway and August isn't far off. And before you know it, we'll be thinking about not putting air conditioning in because it's winter. And making sure that you're getting your furnaces checked and, <laughs> yes. and, and changing your air filters. And, and actually a good tip I read this week for, from my accountant, uh, props to him uh, for giving a house tip, is uh, make sure you're changing your air filter if you do have air conditioning. Yes, That's something that I think a lot of people think of for a winter activity, but you should be changing your air filter uh, three or four times a year at minimum. And a lot of reasons that air conditioners don't work as well as they should be is because your air filter is, fil is filthy. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Bryn. All talk right. To you soon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Bryn Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh, and we'll see you next time.